A lot of people with him, I think, are misunderstanding at least what I'm saying about him. He has no chance to win a mile in a 16th Derby prep at Gulfstream Park. Like, it's never going to happen. It's the best thing possible that he drew the 12 hole in the scratching because he might be able to go somewhere else and win. But with that configuration, the way Gulfstream Park is set up, the way that track plays, he's not going to have a shot. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack just a beginner there's one place that you want to go to find you a winner as a matter of fact i want to hit the exacta there's only one site that you'll keep coming back to so next time that the horses all line up at the post make sure you use the website that'll win you the most whether churchill oakland Goldstream parks and matoga and all tracks in between there's only one site to go to when it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets racingdudes.com for all of your needs racingdudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. What is up, up here, Welch? He's Aaron Halterman. It's Thursday, March third. This Splinkers off. What's up, dude? Jazz hands. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm very excited for this show. I told you. Before we got on the air, I said, hey, I don't do my best work at night anymore. I'm old. We do the show at night, and, and I'm tired by then. But you got me at 100% today. feel good. I'm going to make some people mad. Let's let's piss some people off. Let's maybe make some people happy. I mean, I'm in a good mood, Jared. I know. I don't, you know, I, I don't used to seeing you or at least talking to you uh, live this early in the day, you know. Yes. So, uh, like I said, usually I get the... Usually by the time that you've done like 14 shows and then you do blinkers off at the end of the day and then you're like, you're like, fuck it, I don't care, you know. But now you're starting your day off with me. We're early in the day and we have a big, 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 I guess I'll do four since there's big show with Derby Preps. Big. It's not small. Yeah, it's not small. No. Listen, the Derby winner may be running this weekend, Jared. That's always exciting. Um, so we'll see what happens. We've got three huge races. Now, we do have one little little tiny eeny beeny uh, Derby prep as well that we'll talk about. So a lot going on. Uh, a, as Mike Samich would say, a banger of a card at Gulfstream on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, that's his line. A banger of a card at Gulfstream on Saturday. I mean, my goodness, this is the best card since the Pegasus. It might even be a little better than the Pegasus overall from a betting standpoint, where the Pegasus may have the stars. Uh, this one's got just like fields that are loaded with potential. Um, got a few stars on there as well, and a few future stars as well. Of course, big cap day at Santa Anita, always big. So, yeah, big, 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 and then one little teeny one we'll talk about. Well, I assume the horse you're talking about about the Derby winner is running that teeny one with Tiz the Bomb. I think that's probably who you're referring to. We'll get, we'll get to that in a second. That's got to be it, right? Oh yeah, why run him on the turf? Let's let's put him on the synthetic now and give him a shot. <laughs> let's let's prep for the derby on the synthetic. Uh, all right, yeah, it's always a good makes always, sense. So it always that always works out. Um, yeah, it's a huge weekend. I, Oakland, this is how you put together a card. Just FYI, um, because the Rebel card was awful. Uh, we could talk about the Rebel a little bit because that was awful too. It was a what a what a what a day it was last Saturday with the Saudi Cup kind of kicking things off with whatever that horse ended up going like 120 
the local, whoever thought the local Saudi horse would win uh, at like 125 to one or whatever the hell it was. And then we ended the day or ended the kind of the, the live stream and ended the, the stakes, the big stakes action with a 75 to one winner. The one-eyed bandit in uh, in the Rebel. So, and here's Ethereal Road outside of Kavad, and these two are matching strides, and they've put two lengths on Newgrange. Barber Road is next to the outside, chasing time. It is Ethereal Road and Kavad coming to the wire. Ethereal Road has the lead. Kavad, un oh to the inside. Ethereal Road, a final charge from un oh Dude, I mean. We had a ton of claims in the fantasy league this year or this past week. And it was probably one of the worst prep weekends. So explain how that happened. Well, I mean, we're in a weird fantasy league, right? <laughs> so, um, I'll, well, I'll explain why it happened for me. A, I have no horses. B, there's a couple of preps that are winnable that you that our horses were available. And C, Dwayne Lucas, and that's probably the best answer. Dwayne had a huge weekend, so you know his his colt at Thrill Road finishes second in the Rebel to a winner that didn't get claimed. But I think people went after Lucas's horse because they know that horse will run and run and run and get points back. And then, of course, secret oath—that's let's bury the lead, right? I mean, the Philly dominates again. Perfect three for three now at Oakland Park and just blew away uh, the competition in the honeybee. And now I think everybody's thinking Derby, uh, whether it be a prep or, you know, running the oats and then running the preakness. But people are thinking boys. People are thinking she can compete. And again, Dwayne Lucas is a big reason why. Yeah, you have it's uh, if I would have told you at the beginning, hell, if I could have told you like a month ago, um, that we would have a, a day in, I guess, March, early March, where you'd have multiple D. Wayne Lucas horses with shakes for both of them, meaning multiple teams won. I think Secret Oath had five teams uh, uh, in the end on the claim. Yep. You would have thought I was crazy, and that like a month ago, even. So I just, it's, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a summary of you know, no Baffert horses. Now you got Lucas kind of rewinding the clock a little bit yeah who knows dude i mean whenever he said uh something about in his quote after the race about uh ethereal road was like you know i I can develop this one or something i was like "Uh uh-oh this horse is gonna run 12 times before the belmont so that's i mean he will and he's probably gonna try to keep i don't know he might try to keep them separated he kind of acted like he would try to do that but you never know with lucas so what he's gonna do if she's not in the in the uh in the arkansas derby i'll be i'll be a little surprised yeah uh shout out to john white who wrote a tremendous article about this situation by the way he has secret oath number two in his kentucky derby rankings which was very surprising to me um but it, it regardless of that he wrote a great article about Lucas, kind of his history, what what he's done with Phillies. Uh, you know, of course, he won the Kentucky Derby with the Philly. And I'm with you. I was even though, you know, Lucas has said the things like, oh, I think we'll keep them separate. I don't really believe it. I don't think you do either. And John highlights in the article and why I brought it up. You know, he's done this in the past with Phillies, like the week of the race when they're getting ready to enter. He's like, no, we're not going to enter. And then the card comes out and there she was in the race, you know, so mm-hmm. we'll see is the best way to look at this. Um, you know, if I'm, if an absolute monster comes in for the Arkansas Derby, maybe he shies away, but I'll tell you this, he 
he's not really one to shy away from competition. So if she's doing really well and he thinks she can win, I think she'll be in the race. Yeah, there's, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't think he, do, I don't think he doesn't think that she's not better than Ethereal Road, you know? Like, I think he <laughs> right. knows. Like, he he watched that, or the Rebel, and thought, okay. Like, yeah, Ethereal Road ran, like, I, he ran okay, and I can develop him, but she beat the hell out of that. You know, she would have beat the hell out of that. She got a huge number compared to that, uh, yeah. the, the Rebel. She ran faster. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to me, she's, you know, I tried to claim her. You tried to claim her. Of course, we didn't get that. Um, I, I just, to me, she's she's a wild card, but you know she's she's going to run. Now, talk. We haven't really talked about the fact that Echo Zulu is still out there. Mm-hmm. Well, she's coming back. She hasn't been. She's she should she should be getting close to a start. Um, in preparation, of course, for the Oaks, and then a lot of people early in the year thought maybe she would try the boys. That seems less and less likely the longer we've. We've waited for her return, but wonder if that I, I wonder if that plays a factor into Lucas. You know, if she if she looks amazing in her return, and Lucas is like, well, hell, I mean, do I want to face her in the in the Oaks, or do I want to try this kind of mediocre three year old cult division? Yeah, I think that's a big, big part of it too. And again, I th- he keeps saying it over and over for anybody that wants to listen. Um, it just depends. It depends on what the boys tell us. The biggest key of a Philly facing the boys is how good are the boys, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah I, that's just it. If, it, if you know, if, if a couple of horses are missing because of you know the Bob Baffert situation and these last round of preps, it's like, yeah, they were okay, but but we can beat them. Then that's going to tell us uh, what he's going to do. Yeah, as far as Echo Zulu, I think she's going to run on uh, the Louisiana Derby card. I think she'll be in the big Philly race there. Uh, supposedly training really well, a little bit behind schedule. Uh, but if you remember, Malathot just had one prep and then boom, Kentucky Oaks and won it last year. So that's it's not impossible to do. Uh, like I said, she, she's supposedly working well. Uh, that division looks great. And I guess like the consolation prize is Echo Zer- Zulu versus Secret Circle in the Oak or Secret Oath in the Oaks. Okay, we'll take that, right? Like that, that would be okay with me. Yeah, I mean, if they end up going that route, I'm not going to complain. No, right? <laughs> no. Uh, well, yeah, uh, Steven says Zulu will be in the Oaks. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think we we're debating that. Um, she will be in the Oaks, and if Secret Oath joins her in the Oaks, if that's the route they go, that will be a hell of a race. Um, at least on paper, it should be. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you know, but not that long ago, Echo Zulu was like it was a. There's not a thing, you know, as far as her being dominant in the Oaks division. And now it's like, well, Secret Oath is out there. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I, that that Philly is, is a freak. Um, Newgrange, by the way, just awful in the Rebel. Went off the favorite, of course, a heavy favorite and was awful. It seems like most people are okay with uh, him falling off the top 10. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we'll find out, you know, Doppelganger this weekend in the uh, – or Baffert's got two, um, but Doppelganger in, is kind of his big one in, in the San Felipe. Seems like if he if he doesn't run well, like and of course Rockefeller, but you know we know what he is uh, running in the Gotham as well this weekend. But it's like Messier seems like we're, we're getting as we get go further down the road, he might be like the one Baffert that is any good. It really feels to me like the way they're training him, like they kind of stopped on him. Now they're starting back up again. San Anita Derby, obviously the target. And then 
would it really shock you if they're just like, you know what, we've got this one and we're not going to mess with it. San Diego Derby, Preakness, right? Yeah. I mean, that I did not think that was a reality ever, but the more it goes, it's like, I think that's what they're going to do. So, yeah, and, and that kind of leads to another debate of if that's what they do and Messier, it doesn't make the Derby. It's even more of a of kind of the motivation if you're a Philly to try the Derby and not the Preakness, right? Right, yeah. So, and again, this weekend, we're going to talk about it, like you said, the San Philippe. We may have another horse we're talking about. Um, but yeah, it 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 does kind of muddy the waters of what normally would be tough versus what the reality of what's going to be the toughest this year with this situation that's going on. Yeah, dude. Uh, we are really, you know, the final month, we'll call it six weeks, just uh, six weeks of preps here. You know, that's it's really it. And yeah. so the, these next six weeks are going to tell the story of what kind of what's going to shake out. Of course, this weekend is a big one with Emmanuel kind of stepping up in that trying stakes. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the one of the few that are kind of in that top tier category, a lot, at least a lot of people view him as that, but still you don't know until you run against. So we're going to find out more this weekend about him. We're going to find out more about forbidden kingdom and will he stretch out in San Philippe? And of course is doppelganger, you know, can he rebound? And then, I mean, we we're running the Gotham, but I don't know how much we're, <laughs> We're going to find out about, you know, whoever wins that race. And, you know, then the, then the Derby winner, because the bomb runs at, at Turfway Park. So we got a huge, um, huge weekend. And, and I, but I think the Fountain of Youth, to me, is the one race. And Emmanuel's not the only horse in the race. I mean, simplification as well that kind of missed a break last time out. Obviously showed he's a pretty classy horse. So there's a lot of this Fountain of Youth race, which is no, no shocker, um, is going to tell us a lot. Oh, no doubt. I mean, it's it's the big one, right? I mean, uh, it's going to tell us what horses go where next, because if somebody's dominant, they might start, you know, going other places because there are some weak options out there. Uh, I, I got to say, though, I well, I'll wait till the preview till we get into it. I'm pretty confident on one horse there. Um, and then, yeah, it's just the rest of them. I, I got them. There might be a horse that's decent. The biggest thing for me, the San Felipe could go one of two ways. Like I could see it being a eh, whatever race, or I could see a couple of horses, maybe Doppelganger or Forbidden Kingdom specifically, jump up and be like, "Wow, we have to take them really seriously now." So, Fountain of Youth is going to be great. Gotham probably not. San Felipe is the question mark. That's how I would lay out the three. Well, dude, I, I'm with you. We'll get to all those races. I, I kind of agree with San Felipe. San Felipe to me feels a little bit like it could possibly produce some at least one mm-hmm. really impressive horse if the horse. Um, can stretch out. So yeah, we'll get to that race. So today's show, let's get to it. We're going to preview three. Well, we'll do four. Uh, road to the three that matter. Uh, <laughs> 2022 Road to the Kentucky Derby prep races running this Saturday. The 400K Bassett Tipton Fountain of Youth uh, at Goldstein Park. The 400K San Felipe at Santa Anita, and of course the Gotham's 300K Gotham Stakes. Uh, it's a great three at Aqueduct, and then we'll throw in some Turfway Park action just for uh, for Halterman's pleasure. Let's go. Derby Prep Saturday Bonanza presented by the Inside Track to the 2022 Fountain of Youth Wagering Guide. Get this all-inclusive 16-page. That's right, 16-page wager guide to the 2022 Fountain of Youth this Saturday at Gulfstream Park. Features the death announcement of all nine stakes on the card and course, including 
400k fountain of youth that we're getting ready to talk about right now plus get bonus race by race analysis betting suggestions multi-race plays for the entire goals from park card but not just that you'll also get two bonus races on on the uh on the day as well the gotham stakes from aqueduct and the san felipe we're getting ready to talk about those as well that's three derby preps i don't think we've ever done three derby preps in one single guide all available so 11 stakes races total included in this wager guide 16 pages in all, go get this at racingdudes.com on the premium page. Just click the Get Racing Dudes Premium button at the top of the menu, or you can get it for free if you are a premium subscriber. Let's check out the Fountain of Youth. Kick it off there. Of course, we talked about that on the opening. This is easily kind of the, the headline race of the weekend. Lots, you know, so much to find out about this one. Of course, this is race 12 on the program. The Passive Tip and Fountain of Youth stakes grade 2, 400K, 3-year-olds going to mile 16th. You know, field of 12 going to line up in here. No Donegal's going to scratch out of the race. Galt's going to come in to the race, which might have an effect on the pace situation. Halterman, let's kick things off with the two, because these are two, the simplification in Emmanuel, of course, these odds are going to be, are, are a little different with uh, the scratch of Mo Donegal. Mo Donegal, of course, was somehow the favorite. <laughs> um, but simplification versus Emmanuel. Simplification kind of somewhat proven we kind of know what he is emmanuel we don't the word is out on him everyone's you know hyping him up pletcher thinks this is his best horse his size is back aboard i mean this horse has been untested in two starts i don't know i mean you tell me where are you going here how do you look at this race yeah i mean first of all i'm very disappointed that Mo uh, Mo Donegal scratch and people might go, you were really going to pick him? No, no, no. I'm disappointed because I knew that horse would take money and I did not think he could win the race. A lot of people with him, I think are misunderstanding at least what I'm saying about him. He has no chance to win a mile in a 16th Derby prep at Gulfstream park. Like it's never going to happen. It's the best thing possible that he drew the 12 hole in the scratching because he might be able to go somewhere else and win, but with that configuration, the way Gulfstream Park is set up, the way that track plays, he's not going to have a shot. So he was going to take a lot of money, and that sucks that he's out. Unfortunately, my top choice, uh, number eight, Emmanuel, is going to get bet. And he's going to get bet even harder than he was. He was going to get bet anyway. I think he probably would have been the favorite. He's going to be a lot stronger favorite with a stable made out of there. Listen, I have been all about this horse. On uh, December 11th, I was watching – uh, he won by six length on debut. I called Magic. I said, we have to do a video on Emmanuel for YouTube, and we have to do it quick because he's a he is a player. Next time out at Tampa Bay Downs in an allowance, uh, that's, a, that's a move that Todd Pletcher uses a lot with his, with his horses trying to get him ready to jump up to the big races. One by four and a half, a horse named Glider for Mark Cassie. He's going to run in the Gotham uh, this weekend. We'll talk about him in a minute. Came up to this horse, looked like he was going to challenge him. The jockey barely asked Emmanuel to do anything, and he just galloped right away from him. I can't go against him. I've been waiting for this moment for him. So Emmanuel is the top choice for me, um, and I'm going into this knowing he's going to get that pretty hard. I, I know I can't get a great price on him. I think he's super talented. And by the way, two bullet workouts coming into this as well. Yeah, he. I mean, he's he's a big cult. Uh, he, he's... He's totally not proven, but you look at that 89 buyer he got in that Tampa Bay. Oh, by the way, hi, Cohen. Cohen's watching. 
Uh, shout out. Hey, Koa, we need a manual this weekend. Okay. <laughs> for hey, he's the number eight. Doesn't Cohen like the number eight? He's number eight. Yep. You like the, he actually, he, he's kind of turned into the one since justify, but we haven't really talked oh. about the justify situation too much. Um, you know, I don't want to ruin the game for him yet. Uh, but you know, he used to be, he kicked it when he, when he really first started watching when, with me, uh, he was always rooting for the, uh, the pink, you know, the eight horse. So Emmanuel, we need the number eight uh, pink silks. He knows most of the silks. So, yeah, there you go. Nice. Did you do that on purpose? No. That's good, though. Um, no, I mean, he's got one of the top buyers of the entire field. Other, I mean, of the entire crop other than Messier um, at an 89 on an, an allowance race that he just was kind of – he didn't do try. You know, he just uh, – I think the biggest key for him here is what's going to happen because he's not going to be able to go. I mean, he the fractions were crawling um, last time out, and then as debut, they were faster. He ran, obviously kind of ran them off their uh, their feet there in that in the first one, so he, he's capable of going faster. What's he going to do? Is he a, is he a need the lead kind of horse? Um, if so, th- that might be worrisome here. There is plenty of speed signed in here. But him drawing to the outside. You would think he, you know, he's going to be able to kind of, Luis is going to be able to dictate a little bit what he wants to do. Now, maybe the horse is just naturally faster than all of them. We'll find out. But to me, drawing that eight post is the perfect position because he can let simplification, um, who don't, you know, don't forget. I mean, yes, last time out he came off of it, but he missed the break badly. Usually this horse is going to be more forwardly placed. You get the one that's going to go, or at least be forwardly placed, the three, uh, you know, in due time has shown speed, you know, AP secret for uh, Safi is going to show speed to the horse just to the inside of Emmanuel. So to me, Emmanuel is got, not only is he going to should prove what he is in this race, but if he wins it, like I think he might have to win the race to me, it, it will come, come back as ultra impressive. Yeah. I'm a little worried about where he's going to be placed as well. I think that is a concern, but you look at the fractions of his first race where he was ahead. They were, they were much quicker than uh, the last time out. So I do think he has it in him to go a little bit quicker early. He draws a great post. That's a good thing, right? I mean, he, if, if somebody two, three horses are flying out there, he can tuck behind them. And then if nobody goes inside of him, he can fall on the lead here. And I I don't project that. I think he'll be sitting third or fourth. I think he has enough early speed to just stay in the ball game and kind of track those leaders. That's what I'm expecting. But, yeah, I mean, if he gets behind, gets shuffled back, I think you're in some some trouble. Uh, We've we've noted it. Our biggest concern, he hasn't really proven anything, hasn't been in a tough race yet. If he gets beat around a little bit, it might turn into a disaster. So I get the doubters uh, from from that uh, aspect of it. But any other doubts, I don't really have. I think he's I think he's extremely talented and, and the one to beat. Now I think the one that's the big wild card and has the talent to beat him is Simplification, the two horse. I don't usually like horses that break poorly and then run up late and get second because it's just like yeah. They, they made an effort and that's good, but they get over bad. It seems, seems like a lot of times the difference with simplification, he does have races and multiple races where when he gets the lead, he's really tough to pass. So if he does break better and he does get the lead, we've seen proof that he's going to be pretty tough. And, I, you know, we talked about it a lot with the, with the Holy bull, 
this track configuration, short stretch, mile and 16th at, at Gulfstream, you need to be close, right? You, you're not going to come from last and win on, on this track going this distance very often. Simplification is dangerous to me, Jared, because if he gets out to the lead like nor like he not normal, but like he has in the past, I think he's going to be pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, you and I both picked him to win the Holy Bull. We got a sweet price on him that day, and he missed a break, and you thought, you know, you knew it was over um, at that point. And he, you know, you gave him a lot of credit for running the way he did, like you said. It's interesting, you know. I I do think he, I do think he's overhyped slightly um I, I don't think he's a bad horse but i just if you tell me that like emmanuel's got to beat simplification then you know i think that's very doable you know yeah. um i do think he is a solid horse like i think him running one two those, these two running one two is very uh is very possible um dennis asked uh, the vet scratch for emmanuel back in tampa on january 7th does that concern you uh no um it doesn't that was a uh just a minor um minor uh speed minor fever um is what mm -hmm. he got that day and they just they scratched him and and waited for another race so no it doesn't concern me um everything i've heard from this horse or from the connections of this horse is that this horse is the goods um so really there's not much more you would want uh based out of what we've seen so far and kind of the yeah, I agree. Sometimes it with Dennis and other you know comments. Sometimes you just never you know these horses are so too good to be true type yeah. thing. You know where the the workouts look great and the, the way the horses winnings look great and the connections love the horse and it's just like what am I missing? You know how can this horse lose? You know so sometimes it does feel too good to be true. And like I said, this is a huge test. I mean, this is a huge moment for him because I know you kind of alluded to it. We were joking around with it being tis a bomb. But this is a very legit possible Kentucky Derby winner if he wins like we think he will, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's just it. And Dennis does make a good point of, you know, the hype horses the last week or two haven't haven't ran very well. True. And you're right. It does seem too good to be true. But it also it's like, you know, if the top Fletcher Barnes out there kind of saying this is our best. I mean, that's not like Chad Summers saying this is my best, right? Like you can kind of <laughs> trust what the trainer says when it's shout out to Chad Summers with the, the the medium dig there. Well, I mean, Ch Chad's never given me a horse of his when he says it's going to win wins, and then when they say they're going to lose, they win. So uh, he comes with that honestly. I would say that to his face. Uh, so and he would know that as well. So um, you know, I. I just tend to think if Pletcher thinks this horse is really good, and I, I think Jared said it best, I like simplification. I don't think he's a freak. And I if if I believe, and I do, that Pletcher thinks Emmanuel is very, very good and his best horse, he should be able to beat simplification. If Epicenter was in this race, I would have a lot more doubt. But I don't right. think simplification is that level of horse. Right. No, I yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, to me, like, when you look at this field, really, I mean, yeah, there's some – interesting horses in here rattle and roll of course making his uh there's a couple in here making their three-year-old debuts uh rattle and roll of course is a grade one winner off of his last race in the futurity um for mcpeak and he's at that kind of 12 to 1 price that that you can play mcpeak at i mean there are some horse, you know high oak or you know giant games back for more and 
you know, howling time and some of these horses that are in due in due time that are interesting. But if you're telling me like when I looked at this field and I I'm like, well, if Emmanuel is who I think he is, then there's you you got you gotta beat this field. You said it. I mean, exactly right. Yeah. You you have to you have to win here or you run a really, really good second and, you know, so somebody freaks or somebody we didn't think of, like a number four in due time who is ran a great race last time. Maybe he runs just that great again. And it's just like, well, Emmanuel got second. He ran really well, but this horse freaked. By the way, in due time, this is great breeding for this horse. So this horse is bred to be really, really good. A, a colt by not this time out of a curl and mare, six to one. That's another one I like, the four horse. I, I think he could step up here and, and run pretty well. And that's one I think we get every bit of that six to one price. Yeah, this is an interesting one, too, because you got Dean's list who beat him two bag. And of course, that might tell us something more um, for later, right? Um, mm-hmm. with, with that horse. So, yeah, in due time is very, very interesting. What about rattle and roll? I mean, I know McPeak, you and I are on the same page when it comes to playing McPeak. Got to get a price. Well, you're getting a grade one winner uh, last out at 12 to one. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. Right. That's how I feel about it too. I just, I, I'm not going to be shocked if he wins. I, I can't get on board with it. I just can't. You're banking on McPeak saying, wow, this horse is doing really well, really well, really well. He said that about all of these horses, right? Like, Tis the bomb was supposedly like working amazingly over the dirt and it was a can't miss, you know, and he didn't run very well. And I, I don't know, like I, I like rattle and roll. Um, it's kind of, he's gonna have to show me he can win before I back him. Uh, but I do agree. He is the price that you get McPeak at where you can cash. So if you play him, I'm not necessarily going to, go crazy talk you out of it i just he's not for me which of the three kind of like formally good or however what whatever you want to call them formally have some sort of back class the six rattle and roll the nine high oak and the 10 giant game would you rather play definitely not giant game (laughs) um High Oak, uh, for those who forgot, you know, one, the Saratoga Special dominated the Saratoga Special back last August at Saratoga. Of course, came back to run in the hopeful, did not run well. Got a fourth, beat nine. Uh, Good night, obviously won that one. Haven't seen him since. Probably. Uh, he's he's stretching out. He's coming out of sprint races, talking about High Oak. Uh, he has a pedigree that should go long be better going long coming off a long layoff i guess rattle and roll yeah i think that's the answer uh just from a he's really other than that you know he really just got pulled up in that second race of his career rattle and roll he's always gave you an effort um made a run and of course you know the, the the race should you know the horse has always gone long um the race should set up well for him if this you know as far as plenty of speed up front so to me if i'm gonna pick one of these kind of you know whatever you want to call them kind of you know (laughs) seahorses uh it to me is rattle and roll makes the most sense because i'm with you it's like if he if he wins this race like while it is surprising you it's not you're not really that surprised like it's it's so mcpeak right 
Yeah, it is. It would make sense, you know. And the horses that he's lost to are are, are not too bad. In one of the races, he didn't even show up at all. He beat, horse- he beat Classic Causeway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then the the horses that he, you know, the horses that he beat, like Tin Gauge, Ignitus, and the and that maiden, they're not horrible. And like I said, he beat a Classic Causeway horse at the Breeders' Futurity, so it. <sighs> It just kind of makes me a little sick playing him. He's another one, too, that if he doesn't show any more early speed and there's no reason to think he's going to, he's going to be pretty hard-pressed to win over this track. Like, it's going to be tough for him. They're going to have to come back to him a little bit. So, I don't know. Maybe he's the underneath play. If you get him at 12-1, to 1, maybe he can get up there and hit the board. I, I, I don't hate that horse. I just It's just kind of a pause, and I don't know really what to do with him type. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and to me, he makes a lot of sense underneath, but at the same time, like like you said, with some of these big peaks that we've been seeing, like they've been hyped up, they like wouldn't be surprising if he runs just like one pace around the whole, the whole, you know, the whole track. Mm-hmm. Or it wouldn't be surprised if he wins, you know, and makes a huge run. So you just like, that's the thing about these McPeak horses. That's why you have to demand prices um, when you're playing McPeak because you just don't know. Uh, Dennis asked, what about AP Secret? This is a Safi Joseph horse, of course. Uh, it's two for three lifetime finished second to strike hard Two back, you know, it's been more of a dominating factor on the front end. Uh, all three races at Goldstream park stretching out a little bit, been running at a mile pretty well bred here. A Cupid horse out of an uncle Mo Mo mare, uh, AP secret. Any thoughts? Kind of feels like uh this is my home track and I want to have one. So I put, I'll put AP secret in there because why Barrio is going to the Florida Derby. So we'll just kind of take a swing, take a shot. Uh, I think the horse has the running style. I think he can play a part in the pace for sure. For sure. Yeah. Don't know. He's going to take a massive step up and I'm not, I'm not a huge numbers guy. And as far as this one has a 90 and this one has an 89. So this 89, there's no way they could beat a 90, but I am a numbers guy to the standpoint of if you have to improve 20, points 15 points you're in some trouble and that's kind of where i see him right now all right uh this is a uh obviously all three of these that we're going to talk about plus the the turf wave of these t- first three are 50 20 10 5 for your top four finishers no bafferts in this one at least so all we're going to get points here at least that are eligible to get points here Hawthorne, you and I are both picking the eight in manual. Of course, that would lock up any, any, you know, if he gets second, he has no points yet. So second would put him on the bubble at 20. Um, but we're both picking him to win to get 50. So how many? I'll put the mm, two and a half for the over under. How many of these horses are in the derby? I'll go over. I'll go over. I think we get three out of this race in the derby. Uh Maybe more. We may even get four. It just depends on how they split up for this next one or if they split up, right? And then if some of them split and then some of the also rans find an easier field as far as finishing maybe second in the Florida Derby, they could sneak in there as well. So I'll go I'll go over that two and a half number. Yeah, I, I, you know, to that point, I, I, I agree with the the over there. And to that point about where they split is a lot of that's going to be, be factored in on what Emmanuel does because – Fletcher's been very clear in saying this is my Florida Derby horse, but we'll see how, you know, how he does out of this. So like, obviously Modonagle is going to probably go to the wood uh, Chargers going to Tampa Bay Derby. Emmanuel seems to be locked here at Gulfstream park. 
as his, as his Florida, you know, circuit for Florida, you know, um, horse, Florida Derby horse. So if he, if he rolls here and is dominant, you might see a lot of these horses just, you know, run and go somewhere else. Cause if they need, especially if they need points, they're not going to want to stick around running the Florida Derby against them. Yep. That's exactly right. And that's, that's the big key. If he doesn't run very well, hell, you may see the same exact horses at Florida again. So yeah, he, he's a, he's really the key to the whole thing. Um, you know, if, if he's a, if he's a beast, then he's probably going to be a way shorter price in the Florida Derby than he is in this one, honestly, uh, because the, where, what's driving the price up, I say up, he's, he'll be the favorite, I think, but what's going to drive it to where it's a decent price, I project, is the unknown of, well, can he compete against this? And a lot of betters will like that known factor of, hey, we have simplification here. He's won a stakes. He's finished second in the stakes when things didn't go his way. Why am I going to play this horse that hasn't even been in one yet? You know, so right. and that's that. That's why you'll probably get a decent, well, I say decent. You're not going to get but, below six to five, something like that on Emmanuel. You'll be right. Better. And if you think he's the real deal, this is the best price you're going to get, um, you know, right here because he's yeah. unproven yet. So if you like him, uh, pound him here. All right. We're both on Emmanuel to win uh, the Fountain of Youth. Let's go to Santa Anita Park for race six. San Felipe Stakes. It's a grade two, 400K, three year olds going mile 16th. Of course, Kentucky Derby prep race 50, 20, 10, 5. For your top four finishers. And they're off in the San Felipe. Still to seven, but we have two Bafferts in the race. Doppelganger being the headliner for Baffert. So we know the points might be a little uh, jacked up here uh, in terms of the top four finishers. But he's going to have to beat Forbidden Kingdom. Maybe that horse is going to get the 50. Forbidden Kingdom, of course, a son of AP, American Pharaoh. This horse, dude, I, I think he's probably the fastest horse in the entire crowd. Um, it's just a matter of can he stretch out to the mile 16th? Yeah, I think it's a big, big question mark. I agree. He looked very, very talented uh, last time out. Uh, it went in that, went in that big San Vicente, but like I said, it was, it was seven furlongs. Now, a lot of trainers have used that as a springboard into going long and it's worked out really, really well. Um, I think he's at the right track being Santa Anita. And I think he's at the right distance being a mile in the 16th to win in the spot. I don't know about a mile and eighth. I don't know about a mile and a quarter. I'm pretty confident in a mile 16th for forbidden kingdom. So that's who I'm going to put on top. To me, this is a much, much, much easier race. It's two horses. It's forbidden kingdom or it's doppelganger for me. So he kind of, I mean, Doppelganger was not good last time out, finishing a distant 4-2 Forbidden Kingdom that day. Of course, like you said, you know, the San Vicente is obviously a setup race for a lot of these horses moving into the longer distance horses. But you 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 typically, when it's a good Baffert horses, and you can disagree with me here if you if you think so, but to me, if you see a really good Baffert horse enter the San Vicente, he's probably going to win. And mm-hmm. he didn't. And not frankly, they wasn't close. Pinehurst beat Doppelganger. Of course, Pinehurst went on to win uh, the Saudi Derby. You know, just really gutted that one out. And so you have Pinehurst who even beat Doppelganger in that race. Doppelganger is going to have to rebound. You know, this is a horse that was uh, very well thought of earlier in the year. Looked really good in that uh, low sal race uh, back in December. So I'm with you. It's going to be Forbidden Kingdom out front. I think the other pledge or the other Baffert in here is 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 attempt to at least 
try to keep it honest for Forbidden Kingdom and Doppelganger to make a run late, but I just don't know. Like, I just think that Forbidden Kingdom might be so fast that he kind of runs everyone into the ground, and Doppelganger might make up some ground late, but I just don't know how good he is. That's just it. I, I'm with you. Your your comment on the San Vicente to me was spot on. If a Baffert horse is good and, and enters <laughs> that race, say that again. What'd well, you, say? you you were spot on with the oh, San okay, Vicente, okay. and you said it. He had three in the race, which that was sign number one that he didn't have anybody that was very good, right? Mm-hmm. And Doppelganger was last of the three that Baffert had in the race. Now. He is the one that was least likely to win out of the three, in my opinion, at that setup, because I don't think he wants to go that distance. But you said it again. I mean, I don't think this race is long enough for him to turn the tables. If we're at a mile and eighth and standing in a derby, maybe, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people think the three for Baffert might go out and try to press Forbidden Kingdom. Probably shouldn't be able to do that if Forbidden Kingdom is as fast as we think. You know, so I just think he takes it gate to wire. Uh, I see Dennis in the chat uh, thinking we're not going to learn much. I kind of agree. If Forbidden Kingdom goes gate to wire, we don't really learn a whole lot in this race, unless he just dominates, and then then we do. But I don't. Get, I like Doppelganger. Like I don't hate him, but I don't get the oh he's a beast talk like like some. I don't, no. I'm not there with him. Maybe he'll prove it to me on uh, Saturday. Maybe he'll show up with something big. Wouldn't be the first time a Baffert horse kind of outruns our expectations. <laughs> but I I don't know. I'm skeptical. I don't know how good he is. I've got him on the, yeah, he's okay level right now. We'll see. I mean, the one thing you can say about the the five is he's been working out like an absolute monster. Uh, you know, you, he's definitely going to move forward you would think obviously just stretching out alone should be enough for him to to move forward but it, is he good enough to to run down the six if the six turns out to be just like he's purely a sprinter we'll find out and like he just stops and the you know the five like i'm with you dennis a little bit there is like what what do we learn the only thing we learn here i think is if the five or the six doppelganger or forbidden kingdom just cruise you know whether it be doppelganger just kind of hand rides past the six or the six hand rides home gate to wire I, I think you might learn that okay that horse is very dangerous on the front end or or that horse is improved quite a bit from the san vicente race uh, being doppelganger um but otherwise it does make it a little difficult to learn too much out of this race you know but you look at i'm with you on the what you said too about the other baffert it's like you look at the way this horse runs the six and it's just like this horse i mean this horse in every race the six for Ben Kingdom has put up 20, almost 21 flat mm-hmm. for his first quarter. The three ain't touching 21 flat. He has not touched 21. And so in this two starts. So to me, it's not going to be hard for the six to go out and get the lead and get a lone lead. That's not, that's not the issue. It's just, to me, it's a matter of, can he go a mile 16th? And I, I think it's one of those cases that, he can't he can especially because he can use that speed that he has to kind of dictate things on the front end because who's behind him is not great yeah exactly and i think uh, another point uh, to make on forbidden kingdom and just an overall general kind of handicapping thing that you want to look at a lot of times the first time a horse that might be a sprinter stretches out they win and reason being like jared just said again jared's on fire 
When you run a 21 and change opening quarter, and then you go to a mile and a 16th and you can get the lead and you can run a 23 opening quarter and still have that same kind of lead that you've been having when you had to go gun it in those sprint races. When they turn for home, they're like, what the hell, man? I haven't had to run hard at all. And I'm out here by myself. We saw it with the factor long, long ago at Oakland. He came and everybody he came to Oakland for the Rebel, and everybody's like, I can't get the distance. And he got out there on a lead going way slower and he dominated. He cruised. He came back to the Arkansas Derby, and everybody's like, Well, we can't have him get a lead this time. They ganged up on him, nothing went his way. He really needed to go six furlongs. They tried to go a mile and an eighth, and he 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 flopped. So that's the reason why sometimes even if these guys, even these horses really aren't meant to go two turns that first time they'll get the job done. And that's kind of where I'm at uh, with forbidden kingdom here. If he's good, he should win this race. The other thing is his, his two losses. One was on the turf. I draw, draw a line to that. And the other one was to Messier. And I think Messier is the best horse in his crop. So I don't hold that against him either. Yeah. He bumped up to that. He bumped up from a 79 to a 94 last time mm-hmm. out. Forbidden Kingdom. So, you know, he obviously has improved as a three-year-old dramatically from what he was uh, last year as a two-year-old. I, To me, you look at that race last time out in the San Vicente, and yeah, they're going shorter, but, you know, whenever he went out there and really put it out there on the front end, you know, Doppelganger was like, fuck this, you know? Like, I'm, I'm not going to be close to this, you know? And, and Every, you know, he just kind of did things his own way. And like you say, like, I don't necessarily see a situation where doppelganger all of a sudden is like, I'm going to go with you or I'm going to be closer. Like, and he might be even further back. And to me, it just makes it harder for him to run him down. So I, I hope we get, I, I hope Dopp- doppelganger keeps the price playable for the six, because I think he is going to be very tough to beat on the front end. All right. I always ask every one of these uh, because, well, that makes this interesting. I guess, well, one and a half. This, this is a hard one to do because you got Baffert horses in here and one and a half over under for the Derby starters of this race. And you remember, you know, Baffert technically can't run one. So I'm going to go under because I think, I really think that with the Baffert horses, if any of them are going to change, it's ones that they absolutely believe can win. Like, they're not going to change trainers with a horse like Doppelganger if he doesn't win, right? So I'm going to go under. You know, I think most years a horse like Doppelganger would be a lock to be in the Kentucky Derby. I think he's good enough to get there, hit the board, you know, in these these preps, maybe win one and get there. But I don't think they're sending a horse to a different trainer if they think it's going to run like sixth in the Kentucky Derby. So I'm going to go under, the long answer there. So basically, we're thinking the winner, number six, Forbidden Kingdom, is going to be the lone horse that might enter the starting gate of the Kentucky Derby. So that would put it under. I'd probably agree with that just because I don't, I'm with you. I don't think those Baffert horses are going um, to the Derby based off of what we've seen so far. So yeah, Forbidden Kingdom, uh, Halter and I both on that one. All right, let's go to the final 50 point prep of the uh, weekend. Let's go to Aqueduct for race 10, the Gotham Stakes, grade three, 300K. Three-year-olds going one mile. Again, 50, 20, 10, 5 for your top four finishers. Sends them off, and they're underway in the Gotham. The odds are out, Talterin. 7 to 2, 3 to 1, 4 to 1. Those are your top four choices. Top three choices, I'm sorry. 
Three to one at Morello for Asmussen. Seven to two, Dean's List, the Fletcher horse. We talked about it a little bit earlier. And then, of course, Rockefeller, another Baffert. Uh, at four to one, all the way to the outside. The, the Gotham is not known for being a highly productive race when it comes to the Kentucky Derby. Of course, it's being ran at one mile, which really muddies things up when you're talking about a March race going one mile. So it opens the door for horses that maybe don't want to go a mile and 16th or a mile and eighth, but will accrue Derby points and enough to get into the starting gate. Halterman, what do you think of this field? It's not awful but it's not great I, I do think there might be one or two horses in here that can kind of progress and maybe you know make some kind of impact on the derby and i don't think winning but maybe can actually run better than normal horses that come out of the gotham um i really like number nine morello and i do think morello for steve asmussen is one that can kind of progress to a longer distance after this you know, the pedigree isn't horrible for for him. He could go a little bit longer. He's built up really nice. Maiden here at Aqueduct, won six furlongs, one easy, then went into a stakes going seven furlongs last time out. One easy again. Um, really haven't asked for his best in either of those starts. Now we're to a mile. Now instead of a regular just listed stakes, it's a grade three. So logical, very logical progression. I like that about him. Um, I also think there's a lot of speed, and he doesn't need the lead. And he can sit right off. Uh, he isn't slow out of the gate, but you know he's not. He hasn't been on the lead in either one of his starts, and so I think he could sit, pounce, top of the stretch. I think he's one of the few that want longer than a mile, even in here. But I think the mile benefits him because I do think there's some sprinters that probably don't want to go the distance. So number nine, Morello for me. I'm kind of like Mister Guitar here. I kind of think Morello might win this race kind of easily. I really like him in the spot. Yeah, all the hype. I mean, all the hype on this horse is uh, it's, okay. It's too much hype. I do agree. Three to one uh, for a for a horse that you know just won the Winkfield race. Um, but yeah, I do agree. We have not seen any like the bottom of this horse, and the race sets up very good for the horse. I think, and I I kind of view this as like I, I do view him as the most uh probably like the, the horse i would be most interested in out of this race unless he just completely doesn't fire and doesn't look good here um but i'm not gonna pick him to win i just think sometimes this race is is can be weird in terms of the mile race and you're gonna have a horses uh you know especially being the one turn they're gonna you know they're going to be able to to look good when they're really not overly good and um the pace is huge here. I'm going to go, you know, I've been on fire this show. I've been, everything <laughs> I've said has been gold, but I think I might ruin it right here because I, I went with my horse Rockefeller and I, I just, Baffert isn't shipping him out here to, uh, to, to lose. And, you know, when you look at the way this horse has ran in the past, if he's on the lead, he's winning. Of course he came out to Belmont, the Nashua normally ran at Aqueduct was running it. Belmont this year, he dominated the Nashua on the front end on debut. He was on the front end. Last time out, the Sham, it was very clear that they wanted Newgrange to be on the lead. Rockefeller came off of it. He just kind of ran behind him and clearly wants to lead. So that, to me, is the factor here. Can he – he draws a 10th post. Can he get to the lead um, and get to the lead rather easily? Because there is plenty of speed signed in. Dean's List is one of those horses that's, you know, for Pletcher we talked about earlier – uh, he seems very fast as well. So, it, you know, I, to me, I, I got a feeling I'll know 
pretty quick in this race. It, you got to tell me if 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 they're midway through the backstretch and and Rockefeller is just kind of cruising on the front end, you're going to be worried. Yeah, I will be a little bit. I I, I can't argue that what you just said. Um, I don't like him because he was fourth in the American Pharaoh. That race has has nothing right. It's it's awful. He did come over here and win at a mile. He won at Belmont, like he said. But that race, not, there was nothing there. And then he got second in the sham. He got beat by Newgrange, who hasn't come back to run very well. Even Newgrange in the Southwest wasn't great. So I, it's more of a, I don't think what he's been facing is very good. Um, now, the caveat is he's not facing any world beaters here either. So that gives him a no. shot. I think Dean's list, the five is a little bit better than Rockefeller, the 10, when it comes to horses that go on the front end. So if I want one that's up top, I want Dean's list and not Rockefeller. I will play Rockefeller in the multis though, um, because I got a single in a different, different race. So I can go a little bit deeper here. Um, so he's going to be on the ticket. Uh, so I won't be too mad if he wins, but I'll, I'll be kind of surprised. The thing is, like with with Dean's list, I, I kind of wanted to put him on top um, because I kind of feel like a, it's a gate to wire type win winner in this race. Uh, but I'm not sure. I mean, going six furlongs to a mile isn't crazy, right? Um, but mm-hmm. he's definitely a sprinter. Dean's list is to me mm-hmm. like he he's a sprinter. Yeah. Um, so how far can he go? You know, will that last bit of the race? You know, last hundred yards? Will he really be slowing down? I just don't. Rockefeller, he's maybe not great. But he's definitely just like, he, I mean, he's going to give you a run. like, Or at least he's going to just like run one pace or whatever it is. Like, it's just a matter of what's behind him. That, to me, is the key here, at least in my opinion. I'm not picking him because I think he's great. I'm picking him because I think he can get to the lead and no one else is that, is not, is that good in the race. Yep. The 9 is the threat. Play the 9-10. Play the 10-9, wherever you look. I, I do think these horses finish 1-2. Um whether it be the nine runs him down or the 10 holds him off. But I do think that those, that's the most likely outcome here. Halterman, uh, you think this race is decent. So I'll give you two and a half. Well, yeah, two and a half here. What's the over under uh, for that? Under, under. I don't think we'll end up with more than two and a half. Um, yeah, I've got to go under that two and a half number. By the way, one other thing, because it pertra- pertains to a horse that you have. What if Emmanuel is a, just a freak of a freak and Glider comes up here and wins, right? This is a horse of any second to Emmanuel. I think Glider's one you better watch too. Um, but mm-hmm. just that, that thought popped in my head as the number, as you said, the number two. I thought, well, there's Glider. Uh, but yeah, under two and a half. I don't, I'm, I'm not crazy. I don't think we'll see three horses out of this race in the Derby. And if we do, oh. we're probably going to be crying on Derby Day a little bit. Well, yeah, no shit. The Saturday uh, Derby preps, we have three Derby preps in 15 minutes, basically. And this is the first one. <laughs> um, it goes uh, the Gotham, uh, the San Felipe, and then the Fountain of Youth to, to round things out. So obviously, Emmanuel being the last one of that leg there. You're right. I mean, if, if Glider goes and wins this or flip side runs like shit, you kind of say, well, how good is Emmanuel? You know, and, and I don't, you can't go too much like down that road, but if he, if he, if he looks really good, uh, glider that is, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, 
or even like a Dean's list, if he goes and wins and you know that Pletcher doesn't like, you know, Dean's list as much as, <laughs> yeah. as, uh, as Emmanuel and, you know, Saez rode both these horses and he stayed there. Gulfstream, of course, makes sense for the whole card. But yeah, I mean, so there is some to find out here with this race in terms of some of these other horses, um, what it might mean for, you know, down the road, right? Or at least later in the day, you know, in the next like 15 minutes. For sure. Uh, we'll be doing a live stream, by the way, for uh, for the Derby preps on Saturday. So it's going to be uh, insane, right? Oh, um, yeah. Like like I told you, I'll be drinking one way or another, whether yes. it be out of happiness or sadness of my horses being awful. But I will be, I think we all will, because it's been such a, we've been working our asses off all week. Uh, and we will still for the next couple of days that, we were just going to relax and watch these three uh, three races. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a time. Yeah, that, that will be a lot of fun. And by the way, the Pletcher horses, they both broke their maidens on the same day, Dean's List and Emmanuel. So it's kind of cool that now they're in derby preps on the same day as well. That's kind of neat. Dude, I, you know, back, you know, back in December when I was, you know, watching replays and researching for the for the draft, for the Fantasy League draft, I that, you know, Dean's List and, yeah, like you said, Dean's List and Emmanuel were both kind of at the same time. And so – um, you know, I ended up taking Emmanuel in the first round and, and, uh, I it just, I had the second pick and I was like, I think that's the horse, even though he'd only won a maiden, he just, he had the look of a horse. Like he just, the way he moved, looked like a horse that's going to be, uh, better as he, they get longer. And, and Dean's list to me was good, not great. And, uh, that's ultimately why I think I went the other way and he just, I don't know, the Spitestown part it scares you, you know, um, yeah. he's, yeah. he's just, I just don't view him as a serious, uh, derby threat. Whereas Emmanuel, you know, had to look from day one, uh, as being like a serious threat. So yeah. lots to find out. And speaking of lots to find out, Halterman, what do you say? You want to go to the main, the main prep race of the day? You feel what? like that's, yes, let's go to the main event, the main event. Uh, <laughs> uh, where's the, uh, hang on. Where, Let's go to the, uh, hang on, hang on. Where's the main event? Is it this one? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Okay, there you go. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Uh, let's go to Turfway Park. That's going to cap things off on uh, Saturday, race five, the John Battaglia Memorial Stakes. They're off in the John Battaglia Memorial. Mile 16th on the all-weather track, of course. It is a derby prep, 10 points, though. 10 4 2, one for your top four finishers. And, of course, it is the major prep we're going to be talking about here. Tis the bomb. McPeak. Five to two. We had, you know, we got anytime we, we follow Tiz the Bomb, wherever he goes, we're going to talk about it. Tiz the Bomb shows up here. So McPeak says, ah, you know, that, that last one, he didn't, he didn't run well. Uh, didn't run well in the dirt. You know, we didn't, that didn't go as we, uh, you know, it's planned it. I figured he'd run seventh, beating 20 in the Holy Bull. So now we're going to go to the all weather track as a prep for the Derby. Cause of course, we're not going to run him on the turf where he, He's ran great. He's run one a grade two, one a grade two. He nearly won the the juvenile Breeders' Cup juvenile. He did win if you cash a ticket. Halterman, you're not picking this horse. Please tell me you're not picking this horse here. By the way, there is a turf race for three year old males this weekend at Gulfstream Park, where Tis the Bomb is based. Just saying. Okay, so, uh, oh no, oh no, oh no. Dennis Uh-oh. just said I'm on thin ice. Dennis. 
I'm on thin ice as well. I like the number five on thin ice. Scratch them out. I know. Oh, boy. Well, we're either going to be partying uh, Saturday night together or drinking together. Well, we'll drinking sadly together, uh, Dennis, because, yeah, I'm on the number five on thin ice. I kind of like this horse. 15 to one. I hopefully get somewhere close to that. I doubt we do. Uh, Listen, two back, finished third in the uh, grade three gray stakes uh, at Woodbine, then came to Turfway Park for the debut last time out. Was second, got beat by Tawny Port for Brad Cox. And Tawny Port uh, did not do any running in, at fairgrounds, but he had been pretty good at Turfway. So I wasn't too upset about that loss. Second off, kind of a layoff here. Uh, you know, I, I think this horse looks pretty decent. Got Mark Cassie. Um, I think at 15 to 1, he makes a ton of sense. So I think number five on thin ice to pull an upset here. And mainly, I just hate the favorites. Good lord, do you hear that on my end? Like you, what is that? They're, they're building a house next door. Ah, and it feels like they're sawing through my wall. So I don't know. Wow. I might want to check that out. Yeah, it's really uh, it's really fun <laughs> over here. Um in this new neighborhood. But no, um, how about we how about we do 50, let's box up 15 to 1? Do you want to do okay. that? Let's do yeah. the six legendary lore. That's who I went with here. Um, you look at those, you know, this is a horse that it's just been like you know, one looked really good when, when he broke his maiden. The horse just hasn't been able to break through uh, running uh, in these allowance races. But you, since moving to the all-weather track at Turfway Park, the horse has been running a mile, finished third, beating a link, finished third, beating a neck. Now they're stretching out a little longer. I think he's going to give it a run here. You get Bayerano to stay aboard, which, you know, Maury and, and uh, Bayerano, I mean, I don't give a shit, but you know, you watch Turfway. These guys team up all the time. I mean, it's like a 40 some percent, 43%, uh, 62%. The jockey trainer uh, at Turfway alone, 62%. These guys are hitting right now together. So to me, if you can get 15 to one, the longer, the better. Listen, I, this race, I mean, to me, it makes, this is a perfect race to go long shot. Sure. I mean, it's Turfway. You got a bad favorite. I mean, what, what's the, what's the harm in it when you're playing ho- uh, horses at this price? And it's just like, sure, it is the bomb can come here and win, but you're not you're not going to play that horse at a short price, and you know he will be. So you just take a you take a shot against him, and if you're wrong, you're wrong. But I'm with you. You gotta you gotta try to get some value here. This is this horse is just too questionable. And this is again a third surface, three different races, three different surfaces. I'm with Unreal. you. Give it a shot. This horse has ran at Churchill, Ellis, Kentucky Downs, Keeneland, Del Mar, Gulfstream Park, now Turfway, in a matter of, well, less than a year. I mean, it's just just a fabulous training job. And, you know, <laughs> I hope part of me hopes he does win, though, because it's like, what's next? You know, is it the is it the Florida Derby? You know, because all of a sudden, or is, you know, are we just gonna go the 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 synthetic route? And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and then he shows up to the Kentucky Derby and finishes like, you know, 18th. It's just it's just insane, you know. And just like you say, think of the, the races this horse could be running in. Not just now, but say Derby Day. Uh, I mean, there's some there's some turf action that this horse could be just racking up money, could be racking up uh, wins, could be, you know, all kinds of black type there. And uh, he keeps running in these races so <laughs> i mean because the thing is too dude it's like 
what even if the horse wins to me there's nothing that could happen in this race where you're like oh yeah like okay tis the bomb like he's he's he might be the real deal for he the, the purse is tiny compared to you know a regular derby prep or whatever uh, or a big time graded stakes race on the turf so it's like what are you going to learn out of it so i don't i don't know but to me you and I are both playing against them, and uh, we're boxing up the uh, the five and the six, two fifteen to one shots here uh, in the very very tough John Battaglia Memorial Stakes at Turfway Park. So, just for clarification, same purse on the turf at Gulfstream, where he's stabled, and they've chose to ship him to Turfway to run on a different surface for the exact same purse. Yep. Even if you wanted to go to the to the whatever they call that now, the Jeff Ruby stakes, you could prep at Gulfstream, right? Like, I don't get it. By the way, I had a very uh, a very good clip or a funny clip for the bonus uh, the bonus race, and I forgot to press the button, so um, <laughs> it was going to be good. Uh, but I'll put it into the I'll put it in post whenever I'm doing the the actual. Uh, podcast but what i was gonna say is we got bonus race action at turfway park <laughs> okay <laughs> we got you get the old school uh nintendo sounds and then you got <laughs> michael scott it's uh, oh, great episode good. by the way that's um, good <laughs> uh no love for erase gabe wants to know what do you think um, i mean I, do, I i to me there's a bunch in here yeah. Um, where is he? Oh yeah, the Brad Cox, the eight horse. I, I thought the one was interesting too. If you're playing, like to me, if you're playing in tournaments, uh, the one is interesting. If you need a huge price, because I think the horse is gonna. It's the other Mori horse, so I, I kind of that's why I didn't go there. But the horse drawing the rail, you know, uh, stretched out last time and and won uh, at Turfway. So to me, this horse is on the on the front end. This horse is gonna go, and so it's just like to me, if you're like looking for that horse, it's just gonna try to go gate to wire. Golden Eye, which by the way is an awesome name, um, to me is a horse they'd use for like that might be a horse I use in tournaments. But uh, yeah, to me, just not any horse in here. Like you say, no love for a race. Like sure, he could win. Probably gonna be too short of a price in comparison to what his chances to win the race are. That, that, if that makes sense. That's kind of my thought on him. I, I think he has a shot. I don't think he's got a three to one. I need to bet him at three to one type shot. Cause I do think he might be the second choice coming off that race last time out. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at, but I, I get it. I, I do think there's a chance he can win the race for sure. <laughs> So all the time we have, check us out at RacingDudes.com for our free picks and, of course, our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing Dudes premium button on the menu at RacingDudes.com to learn more. Remember, go check out that inside track to the 2022 Fountain of Youth Wagering Guide. It's now available. Uh, everything we talked about except for, you know, the John Metagula. You can get premium picks for that. But uh, everything else we talked about is on there, including the entire card at Gulfstream Park. So you get 11 stakes races, 16 pages in total. On that wagering guide, go get that right now at racingdudes.com. We are your destination site for all free horse racing picks to all the major horse racing tracks. We're on Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram, and Facebook. You can check out all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the places you listen to podcasts. We are available. You can watch all of these as well. 
uh, the video version on our YouTube page. So, and again, we will be live on Saturday at, we haven't, I imagine it'll be around, what time was that first one? Like four? Yeah, probably from four to five central time, five to six eastern time, we'll be on. Somewhere in there. I bet it's about an hour, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do the five, Gotham's at 527 eastern. Yeah. So that five to six would be a probably uh, eastern would be yeah. when we will be live on Saturday. Of course, covering all three um derby preps recapping those what we saw i'm sure we'll have some interesting reactions to that as well go check out the magic mike show later today 4 p.m central time they do the coast to coast all turf stakes pick five uh between Gulfstream, santa and uh santa so Gulfstream and santa the is that still happening with the is, is that oh it's saturdays never mind so yes they will be doing that as well 4 p.m later today uh, final thoughts, Halsman. What do people need to keep in mind as they're watching these derby preps uh, this weekend? God, they just need to have a good time. That's all they need to keep in mind. Just have a good time. It's our it's our job to sit there and try to analyze every move that these horses make. You people listening, go get get drunk, play the races, have fun, hang out with your friends. Just have a good time. That's what you need to know. We'll tell you uh, how, how it all shakes down on the live show. You, yeah. just, you guys just have fun. Don't, don't worry about it, guys. Oh. I like this Halterman version. This is I. We need to do this show earlier in the day. You're you're in a better mood. Well, I mean, really, if it, I, I'm envious of you guys. You guys just go and have a good time. You don't have to work. You <laughs> 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 just have fun. It's a uh, it's a big uh, it's a big weekend. It's a you know it's a huge uh, turning point for the the road to the Kentucky Derby. You know, like obviously with Emmanuel being uh being the key there but after this of course you get the tampa bay derby you get the louisiana derby the ua derby i mean the florida derby the art i mean it's all it's, it's this game on this is the the first of uh well actually last week but you know the rebel didn't really produce anything um but it's the first like you kind of feel like this weekend is when you really start to find out about a bunch of these horses especially a horse like emmanuel in the fountain of youth that is so highly touted right yeah, well, I mean, last year uh, on this weekend, we found out that life is is good is the best was the best horse in the crop, and it wasn't going to be close, and it wouldn't have been, but he got hurt. But we were able to hold on to that information and then cash on him later. So, yeah, I mean, this is a very, very it's very likely somebody's going to jump off the screen uh, Saturday, and if it doesn't, then it doesn't. But this is these are the kind of weekends where the Derby runners or, or the Derby winners run. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, enjoy it, have fun. Speaking of him, I saw uh, a good uh, there's a good press release out today from from Naira about some a bunch of Pletcher horses. Uh, life is good, continuing to train towards, of course, the Dubai World Cup March 26. So that's still the plan. Um, for life is good. Uh, Malathot, look, she's looking like she's going to be coming, uh, Coming up here pretty soon, uh, Command Performance, another three-year-old for uh, for Pletcher. Looks like he's going to be returning to the track soon, and then a derby prep to follow that. Uh, let's see who else was on there. You've got Major General. Uh, looks like he's going <laughs> to uh, be targeting the Tampa Bay Derby. Good horse. Uh, maybe, yeah, kind of a horse that you forget about a, you kind of been mm-hmm. forgetting about you know 14th in the rankings right or 14th in the the point standings with 10 points so 
Uh, Tampa Bay Derby, you know, if he uh, if he goes and wins that or runs well, I mean, he's he's in, right? He's got the points. And so, you know, you've got – that's the thing about these Pletcher horses is you've got a horse like Major General. you got the horse like Command Performance who kind of – we've seen – with they've already got points. We've seen, but they haven't, we haven't seen them yet this year. And so they could jump in and, and get second or – first or second or third, I guess, depending on the prep. And get in there as a as a as a Pletcher horse because I mean the Pletcher list goes on and on. It feels like with these with these three year olds and some of these that we haven't even talked about. So uh, American Revolution, he's he's going to be coming back soon. I've been looking forward to seeing him come back because he looked so good uh, in the Cigar Mile last year. So lots lots of Pletcher action coming. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any final comments on here? Uh, any thoughts on third place finisher versus Emmanuel coming back? to crap bed ashley wants to know no it's an allowance of tampa bay down so there there's a chance they all could do that and he beat the shit out of the field yeah yeah he beat it he beat him by like i don't know how many links like there was it was was days back to him so no none um do you know what's interesting echo zulu versus secret health gunrunner versus arrogant again there you go that'd be kind of cool right um, I, I, to me, secret oath, not to keep hot, you know, harping on the secret oath talk, but to me in a year that, <clears throat> you know, with the Baffert situation and all that bullshit, it's like it's so fitting for Lucas to kind of say, you know what, I'm back. I'll have two horses, hopefully running in the race. One of them's a Philly. Maybe she wins a damn thing. You know, like it just, it, it would be kind of a great way to, you know, you talked about, um, in one of the in, in, a, in a video on our YouTube channel about kind of getting the derby back to normal because it's been so long it feels like since we've had like a normal derby. Well, that would be anything but normal, but in a good way. If we had a Philly run well or even win the damn thing for D Wayne, right? So he can do it. Um, so it'd be a great way to kind of flip it around on, on a good way. It would be nice. It would be very nice to have a positive story of some sort coming out of the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, that would be great. I, I hope it happens. Uh, it's just it's bizarre you know it's the guy's 86 and here he is he's still there and he's still got these two horses i i just you just never can count him out i mean after the bravazo, the bravazo it's like yeah he's he's just time's running out no <laughs> sure not he's back again so uh yeah it would be something i know everybody is really uh, pulling for him uh the oakland locals especially uh to, to keep having big big success with secret oath and yeah i mean on the colt we'll see he's obviously not great right now but kind of his specialty taking not great horses and winning a race somewhere that he probably shouldn't win right let's get secret oath to win uh the kentucky derby and then uh show up and and have, and have to beat uh messier uh for bob baffin run you little bitch <laughs> I mean, uh, what more could you want? I just looked for a reason to play that clip, by the way. So. Yeah, I was going to say that was that was that was, it was a stretch. Staged. Yeah, it was a stretch. Yeah, that was a stretch. I, it I get good. it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, do you think this is a good question, real fast, by Cezanne? Mm-hmm. Uh, early voting, so that horse kind of got flattered, I guess, by the last week's result, maybe, um, with the one-eyed horse uh, in the Rebel. So, do you or did it? If you remember, everybody made fun of me, but I said early voting was pretty good in the Withers. I wouldn't just completely toss him out. Um, now, did I think that one-eyed horse was going to come back and win? No. But he did beat that horse by four and a half, 
which means something like he didn't beat him by a head in the withers he dominated he was in a race of his own so yeah i don't think it hurts him i don't think it means that much for how bad everybody else ran in the rebel though so that's kind of it's kind of where it is but i don't think early voting is that bad anyway like no matter what unoho would have done it's the one-eyed bandit is what that translates <laughs> right yes um <laughs> I looked it up. The one-eyed bandit is what that does. So, um, all right, guys, that's a, that's a wrap for the show. We will be back this weekend on Saturday, uh, doing a live, uh, of course, live reaction to these three derby preps. Again, the match mics will be later live later today at 4 p.m. Central. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Alterman. Good luck this weekend. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 